This is the Dudes in Christ Podcast. What is crack a lack in another episode of the Dudes in Christ podcast? Josh over there with the, the DJ Josh <laughs> throwing down. So, another episode of Dudes in Christ podcast. We are going through the guy that makes the coffee. He brews number 12, 12 out of 13. Before we get into that, Broski, what's going on? Not much. Another day. Uh, we'll come in early. You're doing a little cleaning around. And- yeah, I was just. just- Doing a little picking up. Yeah, just get ready for the day, man. Just get ready. Um, please continue to keep our pastor in prayers. He's uh, recovering, recovering well, actually, recovering yep. quick, moving around. And uh, it's just uh, I'm glad to see him on the other side of it. And I'm glad, glad, glad to see that, uh, you know, they got things figured out and got it got it going instead of yeah. continue to live with the uh, I want to say just heartache, just literally. Yeah. <laughs> but just, you know, the the thought of not knowing what's going on yeah. is just, I, and then we've talked about that before, but I think a lot of times the enemy uses that much as he uses anything. Yep. Just that fear that, you know, what's going on or is there anything going on? Or, and then just having that anxiety creates things sometimes before we even know it. But anyway, he's doing Doing awesome. Can't wait to see him back here. We, we ain't going to be able to keep up with him. Man, he's yeah. <laughs> have so much oxygen in his blood. Yeah. I went and uh, we went and seen him the other day, and he was he was chatty Cathy. He was he was ready to see us and uh, tell us how good that, you know, he was being treated. So that was, was awesome. Yeah, he's going to be he's going to be going. I'm ready seen, for it. Seen grandma, or, yeah, grandma text me. She told me that he was getting slushy desserts. Constantly. They would bring them to him back and forth. Yeah, he was. He was getting in and getting a little bit, probably more than he was supposed to. <laughs> yeah. But uh, just how he is. Hey, so, man. I did order a, a new keyboard. Yeah, that's going to be fun. Play with. Play with it running. I don't know about new the MacBook deal. Yeah, running off Apple, Apple, unfortunately. but Center. That's kind of what uh, most worship experiences are now. You see, there's so much. Yeah, that's kind of the, who they the, use. The uh yeah they everybody's run off Apple but just for the the sound bank of different yep. sounds that you have and for ease sure. of access to all of it right there in front of you so dang they got it might the, take me a while to it's like the enemy's know. getting its foot in yeah <laughs> yeah and it, what was Satan he was like the leader of the music yeah got him let's go ahead and yeah. make an episode of that Apple that's, that's how the world works right they got a foot in and then let's create this like monster energy drinks you remember that they yeah kind of formulated <laughs> that some kind of symbol was yeah like the M was six, three, six, 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 six. six. Yeah. Like, come on man you're kind of reaching now we would think we, we searched to find him everywhere yeah, yeah. Yep. Like, oh there he is yep found him man that's funny <clears throat> so uh are you ready to get into it you got anything else that's no, we're ready. Good. All right. Um, this is another one. The first, kind of the first verse here kind of ties us off from the, the last chapter that we uh, talked about last week. And uh, I'll just read it. Verse one, therefore, since we are surrounded by a huge crowd of witnesses to of witnesses to the life of faith, let us strip off every weight that slows us down 
especially the sin that easily so trips us up, so easily trips us up, and let us run with endurance the race God has set before us. So <clears throat> just kind of he's highlighting first, you know, all those those all stars of faith we read about, you know, the chapter before, um, you know, they're they're a witness, they're a um, a testament for the things that we'll go through, and I thank God for them, you know, yep. um, kind of been there, done that, and you know, they give us <clears throat> not only examples uh, for successes, but through their trials and through their failures, maybe they right. can kind of help us learn and. Teach us, you know, maybe what not to do or, or what to focus on. And then one thing at the end of that verse I really like is let us run the endurance, the race God has set before us. You know, a lot of times we get out and have our own ideas and our own uh, ways that we think that things should be done. And sometimes, that, uh, you know, we fail in that. And I think it's a lot of times because we run in the race that we set before us. Yeah, we're getting off. Yeah. Correct. And then I had a dream several years. I can't remember if I brought it here before or not, but um, I remember just walking on this like really kind of a, really wasn't even a narrow paved sidewalk, but it was like a sidewalk and it was, there was all kind of turns in it and it's like in a, there's like ditches on both sides and stuff like that. And um, this scripture reminds me of that dream because pastor was behind me. And he was like directing my steps. He was like to the left, to the right. You know, it was kind of weird, but that's ex- kind of the example of it is. You know, he's keeping us, uh, you know, their testament of faith is helping us keep on that path. Yeah. Uh, you know, the path was already set, you know, in stone. It's just, you know, they were helping us guide us on that path. So, and how do we do that? How do we run that race? Um, verse two, we do this by keeping our eyes on Jesus, the champion who initiates and perfects our faith because of the joy awaiting him. He endured the cross disregarding the shame. Now he is seated in a place of honor besides God's throne. <coughs> and it goes back again to that, that race. Um, our race is not by self-righteousness. It's not by our works. It's not by the things that we do. While those things are great, and the discipline of those things are great. Um, the pursuit of holiness, as kind of it'll talk about in a little bit, is not through what we do. It's through kind of as the kind of the tagline for this whole book of Hebrews is resting and finding yourself seated in in the Lord, you know, in the things that He's done. And so, it, again, the writer, I think, again, is just reminding us that race that He has set before us. Anyway, verse 3, think of all the hostility he endured from sinful people. Then you won't become wary and give up. After all, you have not yet given your lives in the struggle against sin. And have you not forgotten the encouraging words God spoke to you as his children? He said, my child, don't make light of the Lord's discipline and don't give up when he corrects you. For the Lord disciplines those he loves and he punishes each one he accepts as his child. And I think that's another good stopping point to kind of kind of talk about. And in that verse, we see it there. His discipline is not apart from his love. I right. spoke that about that the last time, uh, Wednesday or Sunday. I can't remember whenever I taught last. But, you know, God's anger that we hear about, God's wrath, God's judgment, God's righteousness, his justice, all that is still in love. It's It's never apart from it. He's not... He's not uh, different every day. He doesn't wake right. up like we do needing coffee, and he's mad until he gets his coffee. <laughs> yeah. He's showing love at, at all times. And uh, just like, you know, the 
example everybody uses, just like a father or son or mother or daughter, if they're out playing on the road, if they're out doing something that could keep them from their walk, that, you know, spiritually, something that could physically hurt them, you know, they're playing in the road or whatever, they're going to discipline them in a way that the child might not like, but it's what they need for that moment. You know, it, it's what's needed to protect them. It's not just out of anger that they do that. Um, where was that? Seven. Verse seven. <clears throat> as you endure this divine discipline, remember that God is treating you as his own children. Whoever heard of a child who is never disciplined by its father? If God doesn't discipline you as he does all of his, of his children, it means that you're Ill, illegitimate and are not really his children at all. Since we respected our earthly fathers who disciplined us, shouldn't we submit even more to the discipline of the father of our spirits and live forever? I think that speaks to the world we live in today because, unfortunately, men not stepping up and being the fathers that they should be, we've gotten into the situations and the the issues that our world deals with now due to lack of discipline in the household growing up. Yeah. Due, due to lack of fathers in the house. So we don't even respect the father or our father right. who gave us life. Yeah. So therefore, we don't have a respect for Jesus either. Yeah. Because we have zero respect for a man. Right. And I think that's, you know, in the church, uh, a spiritual father is a big need for kind yeah. of figuring out what that is. Um, because a lot of times, like you said, there's there's um, people or kids or whatever that have never had the respect for an earthly father. Maybe they didn't didn't even know their earthly father. Right. Um, so they start hearing the word father in the Bible, and then they're immediate like, uh, well, my dad left me. Yeah. You know, that's their example that they have. And so the spiritual father, what he would do would would probably help give you an example of, for one, what an earthly father should look like. Um, not necessarily in a come stay at my house type deal, but right. you know that if you're struggling, you know you can talk to me or you know things like that that they might not have received. But also just uh, for one to help you understand who you are in Christ and as a son of the most high God, what that actually means. It doesn't mean that he will leave you like your father did. doesn't mean that he will beat you like your father did possibly. Um, So he mediates that. (coughs) But there will be discipline. Yeah. From here. Because that may be something that we lacked without a father Mm -hmm. is discipline to, you know, Hey, you're not doing this right. You're not, you're not going about it the right way. There's a, there's a better way to do things. Yep. And again, going back to what we talked about, it, even that is still should be rooted in love. In love. Right. So that being said, verse 11 picks it right up. No discipline is enjoyable while it's happening. <laughs> it's painful. Yeah. But afterwards, there will be a peaceful harvest of right living for those who are trained in this way. So take a new grip with your tired hands and strengthen your weak knees. Mark out a straight path for your feet so that those who are weak and lame will not fall but become strong. And so in a lot of that correction and a lot of that um, falling down and, and just striving to get back is is times of character building. It kind of makes you who you are. Yeah. Uh, was it the righteous man falls however Seven many times, times and keeps getting up, up, right? So it's there's, there's going to be times where you're in that discipline. You're times that you're in that fall, but you have to keep <clears throat> pushing forward, keep getting up. 
Uh, verse 14, work at living in peace with everyone. Man, that's a tough one. <laughs> and work at living a holy life for those who are not holy will not see the Lord. Look after each other so that no one, none of you fails to receive the grace of God. And that's kind of a, just slowing down right there. Look after each other so that none of you fails to receive the grace of God. Watch out that no poisonous root of bitterness grows up to trouble you, corrupting many. And so I've said that many times is when we look for, you know, we always want to say, I don't want to say we always want to say. I, a lot of times we want to be used by God and we have this picture of how we're going to be used by God. Like one day I'm going to be up there behind the pulpit. I'm going to mm-hmm. be speaking a word like Stephen Furtick. People's going to mm-hmm. be yeah. shouting and yelling. But there's a call for everyone wherever they are at. Um, right. For here, there's a call, verse 15, for you. Whoever's listening, looked after each other so no one fails to receive the grace of God. Watch out that no poisonous root of bitterness grows up to trouble you, corrupting many. So you're called. If you're listening yep. to this podcast, if you're a believer, you're called in some kind of way. And, um, you know. And don't let bitterness grow up in you, maybe because you're not seeing it. Right. Either. We've seen that happen. We see people get bitter. Yeah. And then that was that dude that poisons anything and everything they put their hands on. Right. Around. And then it causes problems. And then you need the spiritual father to step in. Yeah. Correct. Verse 16. Make sure that no one is immoral or godless like Esau, who traded his birthright as his firstborn son for a single meal. And I'm no shape. Um, qualified to teach this, but I do remember, like, I believe there's a scripture that, and this is the only time I know that happened, is God hated Esau. I don't know if you remember that. Uh, I think Kennedy talked about it one time when he was here. But what did he do? He gave up his firstborn rights. And I think it's a spiritual thing. I don't think it, like, God physically hated Esau for whatever but if you look at it spiritually, he gave up his right as firstborn son. So imagine you being firstborn of God's children, you know, as we are. You know, imagine giving that up and then losing that connection with God. And Josh is trying is to search it. Mal- in Malachi 1. Uh, let's see. Maybe it's a it's a long deal. So yeah, <laughs> we we. I'm just putting the seat out there. Then you you go look. Yeah, go look for yourself. And um and there's a there's a lot to it. Don't just read. God hated Esau and think that he hates you. So I love Jacob and I hated Esau. Yeah, learn. Figure out what Jacob represented. Figure out what Esau represented, and how he gave up his rights. And that kind of gets you in the in the ballpark there. So as it continue reads, it was too late for repentance, even though he begged with bitter tears. You have not come to a physical mountain, to a place of flaming fire, darkness, gloom, and whirlwind, as the Israelites did at Mount Sinai. For they heard an awesome trumpet blast and a voice so terrible that God that begged God to stop speaking. They staggered back until God's command. If even an animal touches the mountain, it must be stoned to death. Moses himself was so frightened at the sight, he said, I'm terrified and trembling. And so what he's getting at is really... You're not there where they was at. 
you're not there with there. And then what does Mount Rep, uh, Mount Sinai represent? You know, if you go to Galatians four, read Galatians four, you'll see that you know God had two covenants, and it comes, uh, you know, it represent represents Hagar, um, which represents the law. So he's talking about the law here. You you have not come to a physical mountain like on Mount Sinai. That's where Moses went up, got the commandments from God. You're not living like that no more. We don't live by Old Testament law because that's what that looked like. And I think that ties into the scripture before where we're talking about Esau. Like that I said, I'm, old, not, yeah. I'm not qualified to teach all that, but that's just kind of the things. We're just that, amateur. Yeah. So, you know, he's saying that we are no longer bound by the law. And verse 20, they stagger back under God's command. Even if an animal touches a mountain, it must be stoned to death. I already read that Moses himself is so frightened. So 22, no, you have come to Mount Zion, to the city of the living God, the heavenly Jerusalem, and to the countless thousands of angels in a joyful gathering. So that's where we are now under New Testament teachers, under that other covenant. So verse 23, you have come to the assembly of God's firstborn children, getting back to that Esau again deal, giving up that birthright. Uh, firstborn children whose names are written in heaven, you have come to God himself, who is a judge over all things. You have come to the spirits of the righteous ones in heaven who have now been made perfect. Verse 24, you have come to Jesus, the one who mediates the new covenant between God and people, and to the sprinkled blood which speaks of forgiveness instead of crying out for vengeance like the blood of Abel. And I got this one like highlighted because this is a, it's kind of one of my favorite verses, really. Um, and I want to go to Job 9. We see now as, you know, Jesus is that mediator, which we, we've, we've covered several times going through Hebrews. You know, we've seen that, you know, I don't know how many times that they kind of brought that up as he mediates the new covenant. He is the creator. He is, you know, he got away with the old. There's so many things that pointed to that. But in the book of Job, uh, chapter 9, probably starting at verse 32, you know, Job's going through all these seasons and trials and probably question, questioning God, questioning his life, and questioning probably everything. Um, and so just verse 32, God is not mortal like me, so I cannot argue with him or take him to trial. If only there was a mediator between us, someone who could bring us together, the mediator could make God stop beating me, and I would no longer in terror, no longer live in terror of his punishment then I could speak to him without fear, but I cannot do that in my own strength. And so for me, um, kind of the, the, I don't want to say the Old Testament is summed up, but it, the Old Testament has a need. That need is for a mediator. And now we yeah. see that we have that mediator. And I don't believe that Job uh, was theog- theologically correct in the med- in, um, uh, where he talks about, you know, God beating him. I don't, I don't, I don't believe it. I mean, he just doesn't. He doesn't have the answer, right? He's, yeah, he's searching understand. for an answer. Right. You know, if there's, a, if God is not mortal like me, well, he became flesh. You know, he needed the answer. He needed God to come, become flesh and come answer those questions to fulfill those promises to take away those sins. Right. And uh, so for me, that's the, the big. It just really stands out to me, I guess. Because a lot of times we go to the New Testament or the Old Testament, and we have so many questions like why, 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 yeah. And then you know we in the 
like a mechanical world or whatever you could say you go work on something and something's like made like oh, this should totally be different and then so a lot of times like we'll go to class and we're like well, why did they do this why did they do this and they just basically said i'm not here to answer your why questions this is what it is and this is how we fix you know if it's yeah. broke or whatever and a lot of times in the old covenant there's a lot of why questions that i have no absolutely no idea I've come up with an answer for the mechanical part, why they do that. (laughs) They make more money by you having to send it to their shop. That's right. That's right. But, I mean, that's, you know, spiritually, I could say that's how it is. I don't know the answer. You know, God is a mystery. We've spent a lot of time figuring out the whys and the the whereabouts. But the, the answer is that we have the answer. We have the mediator that covered all that. We have a better covenant. Um the only covenant now so um that's why i guess <laughs> if you need an answer <laughs> and jesus is the more that we study his life which i mean and it was just a short period of time that we study his life it's easy to understand when you get that he is love because mm-hmm. before jesus we didn't see a lot of love yeah in the old covenant what we what we would define as love right yeah it was back then it was vengeance uh, and, vengeance and you better do right you better take all these 630 something commands and obey them and then you know what does jesus say the i believe it was his words that the law can be summed up as you know love your neighbor as yourself yeah and so he, he condensed it to if you put on the lens of love you see, that's kind of a weird saying. Ain't it's, it? Ends of love. <laughs> yeah, it's a little. It's easier to live life. Yeah, for sure. All right. So, uh, where do we get to? Verse twenty-five. Yeah. Be careful that you do not refuse to listen to the one who is speaking. For if the people of Israel did not escape when they refused to listen to Moses, the earthly messenger, we will certainly not escape if we reject the one who speaks to us from heaven. When God spoke from Mount Sinai, his voice shook the earth, but now he makes another promise. Once again, I will shake not only the earth, but the heavens also. This means that all of creation will be shaken and removed so that only unshakable things will remain remain, since we are receiving a kingdom that is unshakable. Let us be thankful and please God by worshiping him with holy fear and awe, for our God is a devouring fire. And I want to read. I didn't. Even, I want to read that. Pick up verse twenty. I want to read this out of passion. I haven't read it out of the passion before. That's. I'm not reading it out of the passion for like this certain purpose. I was studying this in both, and this kind of just where I got to and quit. So, verse twenty-seven. Now this phrase once and for all clearly indicates the final removal of things that are shaking. That is the old order. So only what is unshakable will remain. Since we are receiving our rights to an unshakable kingdom, we should be extremely thankful and offer God the purest worship that delights his heart as we lay down our lives in absolute surrender, filled with awe, for our God is a holy, devouring fire. And So I think that puts it pretty nice. What he's looking for is not your checklist of the things that you do, um, to be used it's simply surrender you know it's one thing yeah. surrendering to him just to think about it that he he's given us this unshakable kingdom that jesus offered it 
it's there for us. It's there's access to it. Yeah. Why why wouldn't we be thankful? And you know, there's our worship. It says in with holy fear, which like you said is surrendering completely. What what better way? could we express our thankfulness for this kingdom that we've received? Yeah, absolutely. Unshakable kingdom, a kingdom that grows over time, a kingdom that has no end. We're part of it. Yeah. Citizens. That's right. That's right. Heck yeah. Man, one more, uh, one more chapter left. Have you thought about what's next? No, I haven't either. No one. I I've been um, too much about it for for like Sunday school reasons or not reasons, but I've been going through Galatians. That might be a fun one. <clears throat> yeah, Galatians is good. Ephesians, a lot of the 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 groups of people that are the cities that Paul was writing to. There's a lot of instruction. Yeah, you know that helps us today. That's right. Well, I hope uh, I just got a text. Maybe we might get a, have Pops in here next week, maybe. Yeah. There's a possibility. That's why I just got a text from Grandma. said he slept good, and they're talking about taking the uh, some tubes out today. So yeah. right on. That's uh, it's good. Another, another stepping stone. Yeah. So awesome. Well, Hope to uh, hope to see you guys here at church here in like uh, an hour, right? Yeah. Uh, Uvos Church, uh, Malta, Missouri. We would love to have you. We have services uh, every Sunday morning, of course, at 10 a.m. Um, we have, man, let's try to figure out all the things we got. We got Run for God on Monday. That's what, uh, 6 o'clock? I believe it's yeah, 6 o'clock. Six. We haven't been recently. Yeah, I haven't either since I talked that one. Have hurt her knee. We've been out, thankfully. <laughs> a little break. A little yeah, break. a little break. So uh, run for God. Hit up Jen Garris uh, on Facebook. But it's I'm I'm uh, pretty much positive it's 6 o'clock on Mondays yeah. at the gym over here. I'm sh- probably sure as it warms up, they'll probably transition to the track or something like that. Get out and about. Um, Tuesday. Is there anything on Tuesday? I don't know. Wednesday night service at 7. Midweek feel up 7. Uh, I believe Trent, Friday night Messiah Messiah's Freedom Messiah's House free, free service <laughs> and then like every other Thursday there is the, I think it, they cut down to like once once okay months now probably get with Trina on that so there's something going on pretty much most days of the week so get plugged in and uh, come be a part of the family we'd love to have you and uh, yeah come find a place to serve yeah that's right. That's right. So there's opportunity everywhere. Absolutely. It's as we read today. Everyone's called. Yeah. Awesome. See you guys next week.